0: listening to the Lingerie Success Podcast, the first podcast of its kind committed to practical and actionable marketing strategies, business advice, interviews, and tools to help your lingerie store thrive. Are you ready? So let's get started. Hello, Lingerie Success listeners, and welcome to episode 13 of the Lingerie Success Podcast, where we provide practical, actionable advice to help your lingerie store thrive. Today, we'll be talking about creative ways to build your email list and also get emails from your customers. And this is a continuation um, on our discussion um, in Podcast 12 when we talked about building email lists as well. So my name is Katie. For all of our new listeners, welcome. And I am joined here each week by Chris and Angel, also part of the Parfait Marketing team how are you doing today chris
1: very good very good thank you katie
0: did you have a good holiday weekend
1: i did i like like angel was talking about earlier it feels like we're still part of that week because it was a short week and then this monday tuesday is still a continuation of that week so it does feel that way but you know we have we're very busy right now so it's it's good
0: yeah and exciting and angel how was your holiday
1: it was pretty good. A couple of barbecues, lots of, lots of shish kebabs. Um, that was it. It's just way too hot, though. Even for for LA, it's way too hot.
0: Yeah, it's been super hot lately, but hopefully it'll cool down soon.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I'm optimistic, and I am also optimistic that our listeners are going to love our topic today. Um, like I said, we're discussing creative ways to build your email list and also interesting ways to get emails from your customers so some different things that you can try and include within your marketing plan that'll really benefit your business and and hopefully inspire you Um, and one of the things that we wanted to talk about first was acquiring emails so there are definitely a lot of great best practices out there in regards to emails um, and getting emails from customers but Chris what would you say is the best way to acquire emails from people
1: well there's definitely a lot of different ways to get emails from people you could you know there's there's a lot of methods that different businesses use, but the, the most two effective ones that I believe in are the ask and require method. I kind of touched on this on the previous podcast. The most common is the ask method. Basically, this is where you give a promise to deliver value in the future. You know, We often see this on websites you know, where you can see a form where it's asking you, please leave your email and subscribe to our newsletter or receive updates from us or even promotion emails. If you are, you know, if you want to leave your email, um, a fishbowl is a low-tech version of this, which was the way that a lot of companies used to build their emails. But with the CAN-SPAM Act, that sort of um, is a lot more difficult to do because it you need to prove that people opt into your list. And another way that they use it is by asking someone during checkout, "Would you like to leave your email?" But the most effective one, I believe, is the require method. Basically, this is Providing premium content, which we call lead magnets, behind a gated subscription of some kind, and then provide the value and content immediately right after. So, you know, gated means to access this content, you basically have to leave your email or sign into something. That's just what gated means. Um, This is where all your previous exercise of understanding your avatar and knowing what problems they face come into play. Um, the content can be you know, a guide, a video, a report, infographic of some kind, or even an entry to a contest. But it requires an email to be able to re- receive that entry. The reason I feel this is best is because you can develop several gated contents targeted to different segments of your market or your consumers, and then pre-qualify or educate them on the service. For example, if you're, if your consumer are... Your existing customers already, then you know that top level content doesn't really work for them. They may need more granular or specific data on the bras that they already own. But if it's a top level customer that has never bought from you before, then a more general content, maybe about bra fitting and whatnot, would be more ideal for that type of audience. You know, this is usually the start of the sequence of a chain of communication that leads them further down into your sales funnel. And we'll discuss more on the sales funnel and automation on the next podcast.
0: And the require method, it's definitely um, a form of content marketing. You know, as Chris mentioned, you're creating content that suits your customers' interests and Um, Solves their problems and fits their needs. So definitely um, do keep in mind that when you're using the require method, um, you are creating that content that your customers are going to love and that is considered premium content and search engines love that content too. Um, And so we wanted to talk a little bit, too, about lead magnets because Chris did just mention lead magnets. And so for some of our listeners out there who might not know what they are, um, Chris, what would you define a lead magnet to be?
1: Well, I think a lead magnet is uh, the premium content that solves a problem. Of course, other places may define it a little bit differently, but for us, we always talk about a value. And solving a problem is a form of delivering value. And this is uh, a value that you provide in exchange for someone is someone's email or contact information, you know it should be an irresistible offer or, you know, I would say an ethical bribe to give up a contact information. The main goal of this is to really maximize the number of qualified leads and also the quality. You know, we say leads because ideally each email is a lead because they may or may not have bought from you before. Or even if they did, you want them to buy again. So they're constantly, you know, they're constantly evolving and recycling back from a customer, uh, and then back to into lead again. And you just kind of keep them in that loop, and you keep them keep them buying from you over and over again. You know, these lead magnets can be video, fitting guides. It could be a broad checklist or even a fit checklist, quizzes, surveys, and even promotional content like discount codes you know the best lead magnets for those uh, of our listeners that are not familiar they need to solve ultra specific problems again knowing your avatar and knowing what problems you are solving for them and it has to tell the audience about the end result the desired end result it could be a uh Better fitting bra, for example, you know, how did they achieve that? And that's the end result. And also, it has to provide immediate gratification. You know, it can't be something that it's long winded or very difficult. It has to be something where, when they consume this lead magnet, they automatically get the benefit from that lead magnet. And the perceived and actual value has to be high because, again, this is your ethical bribe for them to leave their contact information. You know, they're basically giving you a permission to communicate with them, and that is very valuable to their eyes because they're giving you their email, their phone, their address, or whatever the case may be. So it's important for you to deliver high value to them. And it has to be short and sweet and easy to consume. You know, a great example of this is, again, content unfitting. It could be a, a live video or it could be a guide. Like, do you suffer from these common bra problems and how you can fix them? And then deliver a video or a article that is in a PDF format and you deliver that in a gated content. And again, another one is, is it time to change your bra? Here's how you can know. Again, these are questions that a lot of your store owners are already answering and providing the service for for their consumers. So again, packaging that information and expertise up and putting it into a lead magnet and then serving that up as a as a required gated content or value to the consumers is an effective way of delivering it, even an appointment form you know is a form of lead magnet, although it 's a little bit more more involved because they can 't really get a a fitting right there on their computer but again it 's a form of lead magnet because it connects both of you and you you're basically exchanging your time of fitting them for free in exchange for their email and contact information. So these are just some examples. I invite our listeners to contact us at marketing at com, and we can work with them in developing these lead magnets and we can even provide them some additional content help.
0: Absolutely. And, and listeners, um, as Chris mentioned, you know lead magnets are, are super important. We've talked a lot about buyer personas and when you're creating your lead magnets, that's when those buyer personas really come into play. And that's why it's so important to have such a deep understanding of your target audience and who you're really trying to communicate to um, and also, aside from being great um, generators of sales, lead magnets can also spread brand awareness. They can position you as an authority and they can set you apart from your your competitors and from your peers. And it also really goes the extra mile with your customers and shows that you are interested in their needs and their problems and that you really genuinely want to help. And taking the time to create a quiz or a blog post or um, additional content like a video could be a great way to reach your customers and also educate them. Um, and also with lead magnets too, your audience is congested with content. They have so much content out there that they can consume. They can go on social media, any, any time of the day on Facebook and find hundreds of different things to read, if not thousands. And, um, by creating premium content, you're guaranteeing that your content is one step closer to being seen and read and heard. Um, and that's super important because as a business owner, your time is limited and, um, you can't spend all day, you know, creating content and trying to to reach all of um, the women out there. So by creating content um, strategically through a lead magnet, it's a really, really great way to reach a lot of women. Um, And so we also wanted to talk a little bit about where to put lead magnets. So Chris, I was hoping you could talk a little bit about um, what squeeze pages are um, or landing pages and what is the difference.
1: Yeah, that's correct. I mean, you can have your lead magnets on a landing page. But I just want to clarify and explain a little bit. A landing page is a specific page on a website that has one specific goal, and that is to get your visitors to do something. You have to have a call to action there somewhere, you know, whether it's to find more or find out more information, make an appointment, or even download some information. Like our blog articles and our website are our forms of landing pages because they are web pages that deliver something specific to the viewers. On a squeeze page, on the other hand, in marketing, is very specific. It's a type of landing page whose goal is it to collect and squeeze. I say, you know, that's why it's called squeeze because you're trying to extract emails and contact information from your visitor. And you do this by offering something of value to be delivered once the email or contact information is provided. If you ever shopped at the mall and the person in the register tells you, about a survey, you know, when they give you that receipt and they sort of circle it, chances are they're asking you to enter something and you say, oh, get a $100 voucher or something, something like that. So once you visit that link where that survey is located, that is essentially a squeeze page because they are trying to squeeze your survey questions out of you. And then the prize after this, which is the potential win, is the lead magnet. It's not just content that they're providing you. It's their irresistible offer or ethical bribe. But most stores don't really think about that. What they should do is offer you right in, then and there and say, hey, get a discount on your order right now. Go to your website on your phone, which a lot of people, I think, have, their, have internet access on their phones. So they could send them to a link, then say, like, you know, visit www.website.com slash discount, and then right then and there, they have to plug in their email, and then they get an email confirmation that gives them, here's a discount code you can use now. Because most of us, I know, I for sure, never visit those surveys. Because I you know once I leave that store, I'm not thinking about it anymore. But right then and there, when I'm making that purchase, I want to get that discount or whatever the case or whatever the prize or contest it is. If they can get me to take action then, that is an effective way of sort of using these lead magnets and squeeze pages in a more practical sense
0: and listeners, I know that sometimes um, it's difficult to think about you know landing pages and and the content to put on those pages and and also you know when you're in the store and you're working with a customer and to ask for that email. Um, the best thing that I can suggest is to think about how you would want to be marketed to. So when you're in the store and someone is is selling you something, think about how you would want to be communicated to because you're a customer, too. Um, and think about online when you have, you know, if you are able to, um, if you have the software to allow customers to book appointments online through your website, um, think about what their next step should be. Should it just be that they'll enter their information in and it'll say that they'll get a follow up call and that'll be it? Or can you take them to a landing page? Can you take them to um, something they can download? Can you take them to um, another part of your website or maybe um, something they can expect or just something that can help them along the way to kind of get them prepared and excited? And um, with with the content that you're creating too, it's always good to put yourself in the, in the user's um, seat. So you want to think about what your customers are seeing and doing and feeling and thinking when they're interacting with your website and with your content. And that can just be as simple as solving a problem and just making sure that they have exactly what they need for their fitting or for them to um, purchase online if you have an online store. So definitely um, do keep those in mind. And if you do get stuck when you're creating landing pages and you're not sure, um, there are a lot of great resources out there on landing pages um, and also some great websites that I can put a couple links to in the show notes that talk specifically about landing pages that um, might be beneficial to you. And we wanted to talk to you a little bit about how retailers can integrate email efforts offline. So aside from online efforts, Chris, what are some ways that retailers can integrate email efforts offline?
1: Well, some ways I suggest our laundry store partners use this is by potentially running side-by-side campaigns where they can encourage sign up in the store and then these customers receive the deal via their email, like the example that I just gave previously. You can offer them a discount that is only released to them when they subscribe, you can ask them to go on the website and leave their email and they will automatically get the code like I mentioned earlier. Another way is providing information like potentially sending your receipts. I think a lot of, a lot of big box retailers are starting to do this now more often, which is a great way of asking for the email and not actually requiring it because a lot of people want to receive their email receipts. Um, another one is connecting your web visitors to an appointment so basically, this is on the other side of the coin where you send your web traffic to your physical store. You take the, the people that fill out your form, and then you get them into a calendar of some kind and get them an appointment to visit you physically. And encouraging your in-store customers to sign up for a giveaway, you know, which requires an email. This is a very, very effective way of doing this. We often work with our partners in giving away sets, for example. And, you know, this is our help to them so that they can generate emails that they can remarket to in the future. Um, they can sign up via email for a chance to win something. And then they, can, they need to confirm their entry via an email. An example of this that it works like magic is not directly related to, to lingerie, but an experience that I had before in my old company where I worked with small businesses locally with their marketing. And I had this client who was subscribed to, not an email, but it was an SMS software that we had, which essentially is the same idea as email, just a a little bit different platform. So I got, I had this restaurant client, and they said they had no list, and they didn't believe that they could get people opted into their list. So I told them if I could prove this to them, would they sign a long-term contract? And the restaurant agreed. So I got my creative team to whip up some table graphics that said, get your drinks for free, text drinks to a number that was customized for them. And whenever the waiter would take an order, they would place this table-type graphic on the table to catch the, the guest's attention. And when they finally asked them after, you know, what the experience was, you know, they would remind them, oh, did you want your drinks for free? Uh, most people, would who wouldn't, right? Um, and then from there, they would say, oh, we'll get your drinks for free, just go ahead and text this number. At the end of that weekend, they had hundreds of emails, so on-demand marketing, they could send people on their birthdays, use that email to invite somebody to come to, for free on their birthday, which if it's your birthday, you'd never celebrate it alone. You're going to bring in more customers that will pay for their dinner. Yours is free. And again, it loops. And then they apply the same strategy. So again, one customer that you had the email address of, brought in under five to 10 people, and then you get everybody's email because, again, they all want free drinks. So the cycle continues, and within a month, they have thousands and thousands of emails that they can use for demand generation whenever their business is a little bit slow. So you can apply the same strategy to email. You, know, you, you find an ethical bribe or a valuable offer and extract that email from your consumers. And then from there, you can be able to market to them, not spam them, but continually provide value to them.
0: I think those are great ideas. And I love that you shared um, some of your recent experience, Chris. Um, I think that's super helpful for our retailers and just kind of giving them um, just another perspective on what they can do as well for their business. Um, And I love also what you mentioned about um, encouraging customers in store to sign up. I think that's a great, great idea. Um, and also just the idea of being sure that you're partnering with brands that support your business and your success, making sure that the lines that you carry, if there's if there's a way that you can get in touch with our marketing department, if there's someone that you can connect with to see if there's maybe something that you can collaborate on or, or partner on in the future, um, or even just to make sure that you have enough for your store in regards to supplies or anything like that for marketing, it's always a good idea to send an email and reach out and maybe even ask for their feedback if they have something that they if they want work with a lot of different retailers and they have um, some suggestions maybe they can share some with you um, on things that have worked you know for them and and um, maybe just they can offer you ideas for your store as well so I know definitely that we have a lot of amazing um, retailer partners that we work with and um, anytime our retailers um, reach out to us and ask us questions um, we have a really really good idea of their customer base and what they need. And so we're able to answer their questions in a tailored way, Uh, which brings us to our homework today. So our homework, um, Chris touched on it a little bit um, earlier in our chat. Um, but it's for you guys to send some of your lead magnets to our email. So, our email is marketing at parfaitlangerie.com, and we'll help you develop them further. So, like I said, we have a really good idea of your customer base um, and then anything else that you want to share with us. And we're super happy to help in any way that we can. Um, and for any of our listeners who don't have a pen and paper handy, um, we will also have the email address in the show notes. Um, and then we also had a question of the day for you all as well. So we would love to hear what topics you'd like us to cover in future podcasts. So this is episode 13 for us. We have many more to come and we would love, love, love to hear um, what you'd like us to chat about in the future.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Katie. And I, I want to invite again our listeners to visit www.laundrysuccess.com to access more episodes, articles and tips. And I encourage them to join our community Facebook group at Laundry Success on Facebook to connect with us and other store owners to share ideas, tips, and strategies. We'll also have a link on the show notes for this. And I do encourage them to please do share, subscribe, leave a rating. We need a rating. It's very helpful to us so that we know that we're providing impactful content that I hope you will find valuable. And another thing that I want to touch on is feel free to email us at marketing at If there is anything that we haven't covered in this podcast or you want help on specifically, maybe there's a marketer. I had this personal experience just in last week or so. A partner of ours was being offered some marketing services and they just wanted us to sort of see if they were to make sure that they were getting the right um, services, So they just sent us the the proposal and we sort of looked at it and gave them our input on it. Of course, it's not something we're telling you to do. We're just giving you the advice and we're hoping that we can provide you this impactful content and advice.
0: Absolutely. And, and as always, we're always um, excited to provide you guys um, actionable advice to help your stores thrive. Um, and we're always here um, if you need anything. And I wanted to thank all of our lovely listeners this week for tuning in and Chris and Angel for being here. And I hope you all have a wonderful week.
1: Thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Parfait. For more information, show notes, and downloads, please go to www.lingeriesuccess.com.